It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Googinet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I hope you're having a wonderful, productive week so far. Today we have a great guest, but before we get to our guest, I am going to give the business tip of the week. So, the business tip of the week is one word, perseverance. You know, I was thinking about this. Somebody had, um, I recently went to a local trade show, and somebody came up to me that I haven't seen in a really long time, and she looked at me and she said, wow, Josephine, it's so good to see you and these, and she said to me, I cannot believe how long you have been at this project of yours, and she said, I have never met somebody who had so much perseverance as you. And I kind of giggled, and I said, well, it is taking me a long time to bring my Glovies product to the marketplace, but of course I'm juggling, you know, a lot of different things, my radio show being one of them, and of course my three young kids and writing a book, so I've got my hands into plenty of stuff. But when she said um, I was an example of somebody who had perseverance, I was driving home after the event, and I said to myself, wow, is that really true? And it brought me back to the days when I was a preteen, and I can remember that Gloria Vanderbilt jeans, I know this is aging me, but I'm sharing it with my listeners, Gloria Vanderbilt came out with these great jeans, and they were so great looking and everything, and being one of 11 kids, my parents just didn't have, I think they probably like $50 at the time. Um, when they came on the market, and I wouldn't even have the heart to ask my parents, you know, to get me those jeans. But one year, I waited one entire year, and finally, uh, my mom had turned to me and she said, I know you really want jeans. And she surprised my first Gloria Vanderbilt jeans on Mother's Day. And I guess I don't know. On the way home, I waited a whole year. For those jeans and I guess I really am built with perseverance so I just wanted to share that with you and in business things just sometimes don't come easily for the business owners and that's just my little business tip hang in there because if you really believe and have faith in your product or your service and your business good things will come Good thoughts become good things, so have good thoughts and have perseverance. Okay, so with that, I can't wait to bring on my guest today. My guest's name is Miriam, Miriam Webster, and Miriam is an inspirational speaker. 
She's popular in the San Francisco, California area. She is a best-selling self-help author. She's an energy psychologist, a coach, and a trainer. She helps people with extreme challenges, and the experts help evolve others, such as coaches, therapists, teachers, people, personnel, and entrepreneurs to do the impossible. Miriam helps everybody the impossible. So teach yourself to walk again after being hit by a drunk and three years as a paraplegic with doctors predicting permanent paralysis plus losing over 100 pounds she gained while bedridden, which is, gosh, a great accomplishment in and of itself, are only two of the many ways Miriam has done the impossible her own life. She literally walks her talk and tells it like it is. So with that, I can't wait to bring Miriam website on Paying It Forward. So good morning, Miriam. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Miriam. Thanks so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. This is going to be a very exciting show. Oh, thank you for having me on, Justine. I'm really excited to get going. Okay, great. So, Miriam, I just asked my tell me a little bit about your childhood. And as you to get, did you ever imagine yourself become, you know, such a well-known inspirational speaker? Absolutely not. I was the ugly duckling. I was the kid that I was standing I don't think so, Miriam. Not from this beautiful picture I'm looking at. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. I, it was the 60s, okay? Um, I, I was adopted from birth, so I've never known any other parents. Um, when I say my mom and dad, I'm talking about my adoptive parents. Everyone always remarked how much I look like my mother, and I took that as such a compliment because I thought my mother was beautiful. Um, but she was a pretty average-looking woman, you know, just... Uh, we were a pretty average-looking family, I was, and it, but I was extremely introverted. I was very shy, and I was the one who was in the corner, you know, <laughs> just watching the right. rest of the people go by. So, I, you know, my mom cut my hair a little funny. It was the era of the pixie cut, and it did not play well on me. Okay. <laughs> the pixie <laughs> cut spiked up in 2014, really nice. But back then, no gel <laughs> was not <Right>. happening. <laughs> anyway, well, that's so funny. That's probably true. No gel, but, right? But okay, go ahead. It's all about product. And I had a right. pair of those Gloria jeans, those Swan, the little Swan How logo. How funny is the, that, Miriam? I loved them oh. when I got them, but I waited a long time. <laughs> right, and so did I. Yeah, we were an average family too, so I, I saved my pennies. But we were just, I was an average kid growing up. I was an only child. I was adopted. I was always the weird kid because I had a very high IQ. And I was always thinking about eight steps out, and I was punished for that. And a lot of us that are creatives, especially if you're creative, if you're a writer, if you're, you know, uh, an artist, we get punished for that kind of thinking. And that's the kind of thinking that actually is going to make our careers. Sure. Wow. So, you sound like a, an entrepreneur from leverage birth. that weird, rock that, embrace it, fly your freak flag high and proud. Wow. So, okay, so that happened as a child. Now, 
tell us, how did you become, what are we going to start with? You're like, you have so many trades that you do here. Let's start, what do you want to start with, Miriam? Do you want to start, like, how did you become an energy psychologist? And what is an energy psychologist for my listeners and myself that don't really know? Okay. Well, so I I went to a regular college and university. I actually have a a BFA in fine arts and theater from Stevens College in Columbia, Missouri. And then I transferred across town to the University of Missouri and in psychology. And I did educational and counseling psychology undergraduate and clinical and counseling graduate school for my master's. And I, you know, had a normal practice like just about everybody. And I sort of minored in industrial psychology, which is the psychology of business, why people buy, you know, what, what, you know, what color is going to look best on the product, and, you know, did a lot of focus grouping for companies out in Silicon Valley, that kind of thing. And actually, this is the whole energy psychology thing is tied to my broken back. So can I go into that a little bit? Oh, I would love to hear the story, yes. Okay. So I was, my first husband was British, and we lived in Cambridge, England. We lived all around England, London and York and Cambridge. And, but we lived in uh, Cambridge when this happened, and it was a very rainy, rainy, rainy day, and it was one of those massive roundabouts, huge traffic circle, they call them in America. And I was going around the roundabout and off, you know, onto my exit, and a drunk on a motorcycle came sailing up over, there was a little mound in the center with flowers on it, came Uh sailing up over this mound and crashed right into the back of my car. Now, at the time, you know, the Mini Cooper car, I had a Mini Cooper van that was, it had no floor under the driver's feet, (laughs) no gas Oh, my gosh. Can't even imagine, right? (laughs) It was, uh, it was, it worked really well. We had a great mechanic, Uh, but we had just bought it from this guy who was a plumber, and he'd left a box of heavy pipe wrenches in the back. The the motorcycle hit the back. This box of pipe wrenches came up and whacked me in the the small of my back and broke my back. Well, there was a lady on a moped right in front of me, and my car went right over the top of her, and I thought, oh, my God, I've killed the lady on the moped. And I rocketed out of the car. I just remember just moving around, and the next thing I knew, I was staring at her and asking her, are you okay? And she came up swearing. So I knew she was okay. I was like, oh, thank God. And then everything went black. (laughs) I blacked out, passed out, woke up in the hospital. Um, And that began a very long journey where I was not immediately paralyzed. It happened progressively over about a year. My doctor said I was on a two-year wait for a diagnostic MRI that was just, just to diagnose the problem, that socialized medicine in England under Margaret Thatcher in the 80s. Oh, so my gosh. It, it was pretty draconian. Yeah, my doctor said, you're American. For God's sake, go home. You can get treated there. You're going to be permanently paralyzed if you don't get treatment now. Right. So we immigrated back to America, ended up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I was in excruciating agony. Well, I had the operation. They did what they could, but they said, basically, you're going to be a paraplegic. You need to face that, get a wheelchair, and get over it. And the best answer for that kind of talk, no matter what the eventuality may be 10 years down the line, the best answer to that is your middle finger. Wow. Good for you. do not know what you can do. The power of our minds and our spirits is immense. 
And oh, gosh. I also had my mother I got goosebumps <laughs> here. <laughs> Miriam, I really got goosebumps because it truly is a thing. I have seen it over and over again with the closest people to that when somebody tells them, no, they can't do something, you know, it makes anybody, I think up of what we're made up of it makes you want to fight that much more and it seems like gosh you are a true fighter and we're going to come up on a quick break but i can't wait to hear more about um how you became your inspirational speaker because i can see right now where it's all going because you're inspiring us right now so anyway with that we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be back shortly with merriam webster thanks everyone We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 Central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I'm so excited. I have Miriam Webster as our guest. And before we came on our break, Miriam was telling us the horrendous incident she experienced when she had broken her back and she had to have her operation. She came to the, back to the United States. Doctors were telling her to throw in the and go get a chair, and Miriam would have nothing to do with that. So, okay, Miriam, so take it from there. What was next? 
Okay, well, so I was in just excruciating agony, the kind where you hear somebody screaming and then you realize it's you. <laughs> and oh, gosh. doctors could not get, uh, they couldn't find any pain medication that would re- really work. I had it all, and my body rejected it. I threw it up, or the patch, you know, I was patched with morphine patches, and they got blisters underneath. I couldn't wear them. My body did not want that stuff, and I think it didn't want that stuff because it wanted me to find this stuff. And what I found was I just started searching feverishly. This was in late 80s, early 90s. We didn't have the Internet yet, not really. It wasn't on the horizon for another few years. But I, we did have medical libraries that were accessible by the public. <clears throat> so I learned everything I could about the back. When I was in England, I had started to take some courses. I took Touch for Health, which is a course that deals with the acupuncture meridian system and how you, without needles, can affect it by tapping, warming, or holding on the point. Likewise, I took applied kinesiology, which works with the way that the muscles work and if they're dysfunctional, how to get them back functional again. So I started on this track to just look for more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And a girlfriend showed me a video that she had made of a very, very early uh, therapy that was called, well, is now called emotional freedom technique or EFT. It's known as tapping where we are okay. it's more of tapping on these acupuncture points. And she said, you can use it for anything. So I started using it. And then I met the inventor, Gary Craig, and we became great friends. And he started getting the, the word out. And now it's become you know quite well known, at least uh, in, I think, self-help circles. It's quite well known, not so much in the business circles. But I was using it with my business clients that I was helping with their various marketing campaigns as an industrial psychologist. And I thought, you know, there's synergy here. And as I was segueing out of my, my therapy career and more into what we now know as coaching, I had an epiphanal moment and said, I really don't want to do this. I want to do this. And my husband came home and said, you know, I think this is something called coaching. I read about it in Time magazine. So I researched, oh, found a coaching school, got trained, and married these energy therapies that I was using to get my executive clients over their internal blockages that they had to going forward with an idea or to for asking, you know, asking for a raise or, you know, something just as simple as that or, you know, putting a big multi-million dollar project out there. And the coaching tools, and I created the, the Energy Coach Institute where we taught my certified energy coach program and a number of others for about nine years. And that, uh, the, these therapies that we gradually came to more and more prominence came to be known as energy psychology. So how did I become an energy psychologist? First you, first you take the normal degree, <laughs> then you have uh-huh. a catastrophic experience, then you find this stuff and go, woohoo, this works better than drugs, <laughs> and no side wow. effects. And that's how that happened. Wow, that's amazing. So tell us how the process works. Um, so as far ESP? as, you know, if somebody wants to come and coach with you, how is, what is a normal session like? Okay. Because I, so, I know you're going to give me a session. And I know that a lot of times um, if somebody release a blockage it is life-changing in my yeah. opinion Miriam 
And absolutely how, how, does some, how does a session work? Okay, so what I'm doing right now is I have, I have gradually started working with more and more female C-level executives that were entering midlife with um, and having symptoms from um, menopause, like hot flashes. I had one hot flash and decided, oh, heck no. <laughs> I'm not doing that again, and I haven't. And I, had, I was relating this to one of my clients, and she's like, oh, could you help me? And I said, sure. So what we do is we look at a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with, whether it's a mental blockage or a physical symptom. It's around the beliefs we have in our life. So we have beliefs around what we can and can't, should and shouldn't, what we absolutely must got to. We have decisions. We have judgments. We have conclusions that we've made. We have computations where we added up one and one and came up with 57. And it's, you know, it's not right in our head. So we look at those first surrounding whatever issue you bring in. And we clear those using the energy methods, which are very easy. And I always teach you every single thing that I'm doing. I don't want there to be any mystery, and I don't want you to be dependent on me. So you go home with the tools that we use in the session and use them on yourself. And I encourage people to teach them to their families. We have kids as young as as four and five using these tools. And kids are using them for test anxiety in school and acing their tests or for bullying, for instance, and overcoming that being bullied and how that can affect your whole life, right? Kids just aren't taking those effects away anymore. They're coming out of their childhoods and young adolescent life completely balanced for the first time in in forever. And it's just, it's so very gratifying. So that's what we would do. We would go through and we would clear these things. We'll bring back in the original issue you had, and we'll say, how does that feel to you now? And if we go through a little scenario where we walk through and maybe you're asking your boss for a raise and that's scary or whatever. Yeah, um, I was just going to ask you to give us a business example of maybe one of your business clients. Sure, sure. I had um, a lady that wants to launch, she's launching a charity to get clean water to children in Africa. And she's just a, she, she says, I'm just a mom. And I said, no, you're not just in anything. You are a powerful, awesome woman, and you are going to do so much good in the world. You know how grateful these little kids are going to be to you. And when she thought about it that way, so this is, a, this is an example of belief changing. And it's a simple conversation. Sometimes it's we get in there and delve and dig and change things at deep levels. But often... It's just changing your outlook, reframing how things are. And she had a belief that she was a mom and she couldn't and shouldn't because no one in her family had ever succeeded at big business. She had a couple of uncles and her father tried some big business ideas and were wiped out. So she went through this process initially just to get the business off the ground. Okay. And we went through and cleared those, and then she was like, great. And she's like, off and running. And then she had a problem with a partner, a business partner, where the partner was saying, you know what, I'm a PhD, I should be running things. And it was, she gave up her power to him. Uh, He was a very strong, aggressive man, and he completely overpowered her. And so we worked on that to the point where she could stand up for herself and in her own voice say, you know what, this is my project. You're working for me. Oh, great. She elected to let him go. She fired him as a partner. 
which was isn't that amazing? Wow! I'll tell you, I'm, I'm sure it's it's all such a new mm-hmm. beginning going through this whole revelation. You know that you really helped clear the blockage. Yeah, and it's things that would have stymied people for years go away in minutes. I developed a method myself that I, there are some people that just don't want to tap on an acupressure point or they're in a board meeting. Frequently, my clients are in board meetings where they're you know, going to get up and speak. They have speaker's anxiety or they're presenting an idea and they have 15 people that want to shoot down their idea. They need something that can be invisible, that they can do in the instant Invisibly, and I developed something called the Ethos Method, which stands for Energy Transformation and Healing Open Source. And the open source part of that is that this is a completely free thing. You don't have to be a PhD or, or have special training or pay thousands of dollars to use it or teach it, for, for that matter. A lot of these methods are getting locked down and licensed, and you, know, you have to have advanced degrees or pay a lot of money. And I wanted something that was very easy. It addressed all the reasons why some of the other energy therapies don't work. And it was predicated on how human beings worldwide encode their experience. So this had my go-to was it has to work for the goat herd as well as the CEO. Oh, wow. And it works invisibly. So you can use it wherever you are. So, all right. So, Miriam, I, we're coming up on a break, another break. This show is going so, so fast. But um, I'll just ask you, so with all the business clients that you've dealt with, who's example is somebody who you really like a relation? I'm sorry, can you say that again? You're going in and out a bit. Oh, okay. So out of all of the business owners, that you've helped coach, Miriam. Can you give us, like, an example of your biggest accomplishment that you felt that you were able to really help somebody with? Yes, yes. I, I have a lot of personal accomplishments that I'm really proud of, like, like teaching myself to walk again and getting books published that generically um, bring people to me. I had a woman who I've, I've lost. Now it's 115 pounds that I've lost, and I'm still going. Wow. Still got Great. more to go. And she <clears throat> was in of a lower-level management of a Silicon Valley company I won't name, but uh, suffice to say you'd know it if I did. And she had a weight problem that was literally keeping her from advancing. Not only was it keeping her from advancing in her own mind, but also the company told her, it's an image thing, honey. We've got to promote somebody else because, frankly, you don't look the part. Now, that's an illegal statement to make. Wow. But it was made to her by no less than four people at upper-level management, including HR. So she had a project that she wanted to push through, and it was an eco-friendly project, and it was taking this company from being a great waster of materials to a more eco-friendly um, paradigm company. Oh, gosh. See, we're up on the break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about that eco-friendly project that was working on and how perhaps you managed to help her lose some weight is my guess. Right, Miriam? And more, yes. Okay, great. We'll be right back, everyone. Thanks. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. 
Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out GirlfriendIt.com and then be a part of Girlfriend It, the radio show. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriendit.com. Don't miss Girlfriend It with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Bee Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be by Design, How I Be is Up to Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and our guest today is Miriam Webster. And Miriam, you, before break, you were telling us about a client that you were working with that she had a weight issue, but she was working for a company, and they, it sounds like, were brutally honest with her and probably illegally were telling mm-hmm. her that she had a weight issue, and um, she had the drive that she wanted to work on an eco-friendly project. So that's where we were before the break. So go ahead, tell us more about the story. Right. So this happened in 2010. I happened to, I was in Paris at the time celebrating my, my birthday, and I was giving a workshop on ethos, the ethos method, and she had come over to Paris to go shopping because they had told her she needed to up her image. So this is a woman who lives in, you know, spitting distance of San Francisco, one of the style capitals, at least, you know, bicoastally speaking, this, the West Coast style capital, and she came all the way to Paris to work with me as wow. well as go shopping. <laughs> Wow! Okay. Impressive outfit. So this is a, like a you know she had really been she had really been ragged on, and uh, first of all I you know told her this is illegal. You can literally press charges. Uh, she didn't want to do that. She wanted to work within the company structure because she really wanted to get this company around to um, better waste management practices. And well, I won't go into the whole thing, but suffice to say that you know more eco friendly. And so what we did right there is. Uh, we had this, I, I'll never forget it, this session in the Jardin de Tuileries, which is uh, a beautiful garden in the center of Paris. You must go if you're over there. It sounds beautiful, yeah. And we were sitting on a park bench, 
and we had this conversation. And again, it was very conversational. And um, I said one thing that I said to her that I think I'll post a question to the entire audience is, uh, you know that you're an infinite being. You're infinitely powerful. I mean, come on. I was told I could never fix my back and walk again. I fixed my back. I walked again. I'm losing the weight. Come on. We can do anything we set our minds to. We are infinitely powerful. And as an infinite being, infinitely powerful, is this something an infinite being would truly manifest for themselves? And she thought about it for a second, and she said no. And I said, let's look at what decisions, judgments, conclusions, and computations led you to this point. And so we looked at that. We found some childhood things that were really uh, decisions made around the time when we're three years old. By the way, this blew me away when I learned this, Josephine. When we're about three years old, our entire personality core is formed. (laughs) That scared the heck out of me. (laughs) Isn't that scary? That's scary. My daughter tortured me. Tortured me at her young age. Wow. So so that, then there's a lot back there. You know, when you're a three-year-old, you don't know nothing. People tell you you can't. You believe them. <laughs> oh, wow. You believe, or you can. You believe them, depending on what kind of family you grew up in, right? So we went back, decoded all of those decisions, re-encoded, brought in protectors for that little three-year-old child, protectors and teachers and friends and guides, and then had her grow up with those. We just did this in our minds. This is the, you're in your mind's eye. Remember the teacher would always say, see in your mind's eye. And we did this just walking down this beautiful little, it was a tulip-strewn path in the Jardin de Tuileries. And at the end of this little path, she walked into her present self, you know, all the years that she had lived up until then and into her present self. And you could see literally it was like a shadow had lain over her face, dropped away. I could see bags of on her jowls, you know, the jowly part of the face on the, on the jaw. Literally, those jowls began to smooth and straighten. Wow. Just right as I was looking at her. And she, without efforting, lost 90 pounds, came back to Paris the following year, bought a whole new wardrobe, blew them away, absolutely blew the board away. And because they, they had said to her, figuring she'd never do it, well, if you lose the weight and if you if you smarten up your image, then we're going to give you this and that and the other thing. You know, you can guide this project. Basically, she got her project on the boards. She bullied the entire board because we got her to the point where she could not only open her own mouth, open her mouth, and her own voice came out, and she would not take no for an answer. Wow! But. She used that power for the good. You know, it's like use the force for good, not for evil, right? She used that power for the good, got the company on the eco-friendly track, and they actually won a local award for being one of the most, one of the first and most eco-friendly in that that particular area of industry. Oh, that's amazing. So that's just going back to those three-year-old decisions and the conclusions that we draw from what people tell us when we're that young. Oh, gosh, I hope I was encouraging to all of my three children, Miriam, <laughs> now I'm that I know that. Wow, isn't that amazing? Kind of scary if you think about it as a mom, but let's hope I did a good job. How's that? <laughs> and, you know, the other thing is 
that people are doing the best that they can with what they have at the time. And these things can always be changed. So even if we did yell at our kids, these things can always be changed later on. I've had moms bring their teenagers to me and say, you know what, I was a crappy mom when he or she was, was a small person. And I know that some of these limiting beliefs are in there that are going to keep them from succeeding. And so before they get to the university point, we want to decode them. These are clients of mine who are bringing their teenagers in. And that's amazing. So now what happens when you decode the, the teenagers? Does it really work, Miriam? Of course it it, work, it works because it, the, the methods I use are predicated on, they're built upon the way that human beings encode their experience, no matter infant to, to grandma and grandpa. It doesn't matter about the age. It doesn't matter about the culture, where you grew up in, what language you speak. Uh, additionally, the ethos method that I developed is, is language-free. You don't need to have a special set of, you know, you say this at this step and that at that step and memorize all this stuff. It's very simple. And so when we decode things, of course, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. We want to put something in there that's positive and encouraging. And I asked the kid, you know, kid or adult, you know, what would you rather have? So I had a, a kid come in with his, his mom that was a client of mine, and he was terribly shy and couldn't ask girls out. And his mother just said, okay, we got to bust this right now because, you know, you, yeah, right, I want grandkids. Right. <laughs> so it's all self-serving, but, you know, for the, for the kids, of the child's own good. And so he said we, we busted out that belief, and it was a belief set. It was several of them attached to each other, as they usually are. And he, I said, what do you want instead? And he says, I want the power of, and he named at that point in time Brad Pitt was really popular. I want the power of Brad Pitt. I want, you know, to feel like I'm Brad Pitt asking a girl out and of course any girl would be lucky to go out with me. And so that's what we put in there. And by gosh, this guy had girls hanging off of him. So, you know, just goes to show you that it doesn't matter how impaired you are. You can always get out of it. It really makes sense. It really makes sense because... If you think about it, if you don't go back and kind of rewire your internal brain, what you thought of yourself as a child, I mean, even when I think of myself, I mean, I was always a go-getter. I was, I came from a large family. I was always a caregiver for all the my younger siblings and everything, and mm-hmm. I was so responsible. But as time goes on, and as decades start to change, I've become such a different person. Sometimes I wonder, have I really gone back to look at who I have become, to rewire my brain, to kind of realize, and I'm sure there's a lot of business owners out there, Miriam, like myself, that, you know, I had somebody tell me the other day, my God, you're so talented, I cannot believe you are doing so many things and you're a success and all this stuff. And I kind of look at them like, are you talking about somebody else? (laughs) And it just all kind of makes sense to realize, like, oh, my God, I think, like, I've got almost, you know, 160 radio shows under my belt. I've been doing this for over five years. Wow, I guess you become an expert. Do you really give yourself credit, you know, with all of your accomplishments. So I get it. I, I really, really get it. 
And it must just be so rewarding for you to help so many people. It, well, this is like my body rejects drugs, so I can't, you know, I would really love to tie one on sometimes with my buds, <laughs> you know, if everybody's going to the bar and I'm sitting there with my Diet Coke and um, having a great time. But this is my crack cocaine. I could not get a better drug than somebody getting free of something that bound them up for 20 years, going forth and doing good in the world because of that. You know, going, going out of that session and raising an awesome kid or, you know, going, going out and, and getting this charity together, like my lady uh, with her Water for, for African Kids charity, um, something, you know, large or small, but they're doing it because they're not bound up anymore. That's, that's the most amazing drug of all. <laughs> I will never, wow. ever, I do not want to go to rehab. <laughs> no, no, no. But it just sounds, I, I can't even imagine how you feel when you witness right in front of you. I mean, I can remember talking to somebody a while back, and um, it, I guess what I'm trying to say is anybody that comes to you for, you know, the energy healing, which is what it really is, there's physical aspects to the blockages, correct? There, there are. We in our we encode them. This is like neurobiology of of psychology. This is an area that's a deep area of study of mine, and we we encode these these memories, these decisions that we make, and all at at a physiological level. You have neurons tied together in a pattern. And because they've been tied together in a pattern for a long, long time, it wears like a deep, deep groove in your brain. It's just like an addiction. When we look at an addiction pattern, if you're addicted to a substance, alcohol or whatever, uh, there's a deep groove worn in the brain. It's like a little path you, tr you trudge along every single day. And so what we're doing is we're unwiring that path and filling in that groove. It literally, if you look at the, um, they've done brain dissections of uh, people with addictions when they die, and there are literal deep grooves in those brains wow. that are the pathways to those particular addictions. This so what great. we're doing is we're healing our brains with this work. Amazing. Well, we're up on another break, but... I can't wait to hear, you know, more of what Merriam-Webster has to share with us. She has five amazing business tips that you'll definitely want to stay with us. And when we come back, I can't wait for Miriam to tell us more about um, her business and how you can get in touch with her. We'll be right back so with everyone more hang in and we'll be back with Jurassic, Right after these on Toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life. Our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. 
We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports radio show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Toginet.com. It's Josephine here, and we have Miriam Webster with us. So, Miriam, I just want to um, kind of make one comment about what we were talking about before break. So I was talking about the physiological aspects of what you do when a blockage is cleared because I actually had the experience myself. And I remember after I had spoken, I actually went to um, – it was actually a post-traumatic stress counselor because uh, it's a long story, but as my mm-hmm. listeners know, my first husband had passed away. And mm-hmm. years and years and years later, I mean, we're talking 15 years later, and the reason why I had gone to see her was because she was an amazing guest on my radio show, Barbara Levy, and mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. expertise was post-traumatic stress. And after the show, I had said to her, oh, my gosh, I really think you might be able to help me because... She didn't know what my history was, but on the show, she just kept bringing up stuff that I, I thought, maybe she can help me. I have to tell you, after seeing her, I drove two and a half hours to get to her. I got in the car, and I could breathe. Like, yeah. I just always thought that <laughs> my nose, I had jaw surgery many, many years ago, and I thought that my nose was damaged from the surgery. It almost felt like I had cotton in one of my nostrils at all times. Mm-hmm. And after mm-hmm. seeing her, I could breathe again. And I remember going home that whole way home, I felt like somebody, I felt like a different person. And I can remember that night, I did not want to go to sleep. I said, because I know I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel like, you know, my nose is filled with cotton again. But I woke up and it didn't. And I felt like it was a new beginning. So I really do believe in this stuff. And I think, um, you know, you're such an expert. And I can't wait to have a session with you because I'm going to help promote you <laughs> because I've heard nothing but really, really, really good things. So we're going to true... have fun. We're going to yeah, have but... fun. I have a tip I'd like to give people that's speaking of physiology. Okay, I'd like, good. I'd like to, can I do that? Absolutely. So we'll do the tip, the one single tip that you want to talk about. I know it's got to do with how to get to your truth detector, correct, Miriam? That's right. That's okay, right. Good. 
Let's and, do that, and then we'll tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and everything. Well, I want to say that a really, really important thing in business or in life is you've got to trust yourself. And if you don't, you're messed up in any way that doesn't allow you to trust yourself. If you're, if you're messed up in that way, then hire a professional like Josephine did. Hire a professional and get past it. And by the way, I've, I never hear the end of stories like that. That, you know, you're, you've got the, the, stuff up your nose and all of a sudden your nose is open and that's because we get in a situation where we literally you can smell a lie or you can it stinks to you this situation just stinks and your physiology is responding by closing up the organ that smells which makes so much sense when you when you think about it right um and so get the help you need to to trust yourself And in life, there's going to be doubt, even in the strongest of our our minds and hearts, even when we're at our best. So this is one of the most powerful tools that I can teach anybody, and it's the truth detector we have in our bodies. Some people might say lie detector, but we humans have such a pull toward the negative, I don't want to reinforce that. You can't afford the luxury of one moment spent in negativity if you want to succeed in life. So stick with the truth detector of your body. You can trust your body to lead you through any period of uncertainty, and it's very simple. I'm going to ask you to do this with me, Josephine, and just take a, take a minute and let, let the listeners know what your experience is. Put one okay. hand on your heart and the other on your stomach. Oh, gosh. And you had a few pounds to, move, to lose myself, <laughs> Miriam. <laughs> okay, go you ahead. You can imagine it. You can imagine it, maybe. Um, there's been some wonderful research out of the Heart Math Institute in Boulder Creek, California, just down the road from me in San Francisco. And they have, they have uh, attached all kinds of you know wires and electrodes to people and figured out that when we are in agreement with what our heart truly desires, then our lives go like butter. But when we go against that, then we will experience all sorts of adversity. So we put our hand on our heart and just tune in. And you don't have to be good at it, by the way. You don't have to know what you're doing. This is a natural thing. Now, remember the last time you went near a dark and scary place. Maybe you passed a dark alleyway that would have been a shortcut home, but you kind of got that feeling. And feel how your stomach feels. How's your stomach feel, Josephine? A little queasy. Yeah, a little queasy, greasy, kind of maybe cold or shivery. And then you heard maybe later, this this often happens, you heard someone was mugged down that alley that night. And you're like, whoa, good thing I didn't go down there. I trusted my intuition. And that's exactly what intuition is. So now put your hand on your heart and remember the most beautiful face in the world to you, whether that's your beloved or one of your children or a beloved pet or someone who's here in the flesh or maybe passed on, and feel your heart. How does that feel? Yeah, um, I, my heart, I feel like it skipped a beat. It's, it's, all, it's, a, it's a warm, light, awesome feeling. So there's a contrast here. The warm, light, awesome just skips speed. Oh, look at that sweet little face. And then the, the other feeling, okay? And the stomach will shrink and feel leaden or cold or greasy for a no. The heart will feel light and happy for a yes. Now, your body may differ, but it will give you equally clear signals always of what's best for you. And I tell people, don't trust what your tongue will say. It will make arguments for or against a position, and that's your brain talking. But face it, the average tongue will lie for chocolate cake. 
do not trust the tongue, <laughs> but <laughs> the heart and the stomach, they're your true and loyal advisors, and they'll never, ever steer you wrong. You oh, can use great. this for any decision in business or any decision in life that you're facing. Just put your hand on your heart and your stomach and ask, you know, here's my, here's my two, two decisions, and as I consider the first one, how do I feel? As I consider the second one, how do I feel? You know, and that, it's very easy to use this. Everybody has one, right? We all got a heart. Sure. We all got a stomach. So that's how the truth indicator works. And you have Perfect. it with you all the that time. That sounds great. I can't wait to use it more with my business decisions. <laughs> this sounds perfect. So now, all right, Miriam, I'm going to give you the stage here for a few minutes just to help my um, listeners if they want to get in touch with you or maybe you could tell us a little more about your business. Certainly. Um, we have – I have uh, – at this point in time, I'm working primarily with midlife women on menopausal symptom release and on their businesses, and especially those in business with a pay-it-forward attitude. I'm giving, I'm hosting a telesummit this summer that is absolutely free, and everyone is invited to that, and it's all about business, life, personal, everything for midlife women and how we're doing good in the world. And it's, it's uh, concentrating on that. And I have a gift for all the ladies listening in and the men. You can pick it up, too, because it will work to relieve stress and unwanted symptoms for you as well. Everybody can benefit. It's my Sweet Relief at Midlife kit, and it's packed full of instant tools like the one we just experienced that you can use. You get my 12 bliss blockers and 12 keys to bliss, and you get a, the entire ethos method that I spoke about before that's so easy to use. You can use it invisibly in the boardroom. And you can go to everywomanchanges.com, everywomanchanges, with a plural S, dot com, and just sign up for the Every Woman Update on the right side of the page. And that will get you all of that and take it to the Telesummit later on this summer. And if you're committed to getting rid of those pesky symptoms and launch into an awesome new life, uh, I'd love to welcome women into a free strategy session with me. You can uh, pick that up at the Work With Me tab and schedule yourself in. That's everywomanchanges.com, and I'm Merriam Webster. I wanted to thank you very, very much, Josephine. Okay, great. So, Miriam, we have a little less than four minutes left to our show, and we always wrap up the Paying It Forward radio show with five of your best business tips. So Mm. we'll go through these as quickly as we can because they're really great. So uh, when you had sent me your five business tips, um, you sent them and you related them all to client relationships, which is great. So now we're down to three minutes, so we'll be super quick. So the first one is create and fully flesh out the profile of your ideal client. Tell us that. So I want everybody who has a business, whether it's a large business or a one-person show, to act as if you are on a dating site. You are here to provide value to your clients as they are to provide value to you. So think about that which is what is most sexy or attractive to them. Know what they do, how they spend their time, what they do for fun, how they are in business relationships, and what they like. Know what keeps them up at night, and that's how you can help them. Perfect. Tip number two Work on creating that relationship by knowing, letting them know exactly what you bring to the relationship that will be of help to them, that will cause them to know, like, and trust you. 
And that's the same thing. Remember, you're on a dating site with your clients. You're dating your clients and your customers. Whether you sell a service or a product, you want them to sit up and say, hey, that's someone I want to know better because they've got a lot of profiles to choose from, right? And you want them to pick you because you're the one. You want to stand up above the rest and only for the people that you want to work with. Perfect. Third tip, treat your customers and clients like your best friends and set firm and compassionate boundaries with them. That's right. When I say treat them like your best friends, that doesn't mean letting them walk all over you, but giving them superior support, a fine product or service you both feel great about and that they will recommend you for, by the way, and communicate very well about the parameters of your relationship so there's no doubt about where they are in the process. Make them feel cared for. Great. Fourth one with less than a minute, we're going to fly through the next two. Nurture your customer and client relationships with regular infusions of essence of you. So regular means get on a weekly or at least at the worst monthly basis. Give them blog posts, videos, free sample chapters, tickets to your online events, etc. That keeps them in your viewfinder and it gives them excellent reasons to come back for more. Oh. With Okay, great. Now, 30 seconds left, so I'm going to read the last two. So number five is know when to let go. And then Miriam has sent us, she said, the bottom line, do as you would be done to. It really is just that simple. And with that, I want to thank Miriam Webster for being a part of Paying It Forward. Thank you so much, Miriam. Thank you, Josephine. It's been awesome. Wonderful, and everybody have a wonderful, productive week, and I can't wait to see you again on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Tarasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons,